Hi, and welcome to From a Full Cup. I'm your host, Natalie Mullen, a certified wellness educator, speaker, facilitator, and teacher. From a Full Cup is a mental wellness education podcast that helps women prioritize their wellness and put themselves first because you can't pour from an empty cup. I present unique wellness tips and strategies in ways that are relatable and practical and can be adopted for your lifestyle. Whether I'm speaking at an event, facilitating a workshop, or coaching clients, I'm passionate about helping women dream big, take action, and move the needle forward to achieve the life they want. Now, let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to From a Full Cup. I am so excited to have with me today, Renee Claire. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so excited to be here with you. It's a it's a great day. <laughs> it is a great day. And Renee, just before we get started, I want you to introduce yourself in your own words to the audience, please. Yes, of course. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening in. I am Renee Claire, aka the Productive Wellnesspreneur. I'm a productivity coach who supports women in the service industry. Maybe they are working full-time and wanting to branch out and do their own thing, or they're in the service industry, but they're feeling like super overwhelmed. And so I'm so excited to help women with productivity hacks. But more than that, I, I love helping women to break their own limiting beliefs, like those things that are holding them back, as well as um, just remembering to put self-care first. I feel like that's quintessential to productivity, right, Natalie? Oh, definitely. And that's why I'm so excited to get into this conversation with you, Renee, because I feel like there's a lot of alignment in the things that we are passionate about and how we want to serve others. And I just think that for us as women, it's so important to understand that if we can meet our own needs, we can then serve others from a full cup, hence the name of the show. But the idea is to serve from overflow, not to be always empty or just giving our bare minimum. But if we pour into ourselves, then we can really pour into others. And it's just a cycle that keeps going and going. And I think that's what we want is an ongoing cycle, not just, you know, full to empty and then stop and full to empty and then stop. So I'm so excited to get into this conversation. And I want to start with your backstory. What led you to become a productivity coach? I am getting used to answering this question. I tend to be a very reserved Capricorn <laughs> by every sense of the mean, but I've learned that when I share this, it, it really like helps me to heal. It helps, helps other women to heal. So uh, many moons ago, I hit rock bottom. I was actually in my yoga teacher training and I had just moved to a new state. I'm, I'm in Texas right now, but I've moved to California and my husband at the time, we weren't working out. So I had just gotten separated and I was going to therapy as we do. Yay for therapists. I was just in complete burnout, overwhelm mode. And I was sharing everything that I was doing to my therapist. And she said, Renee, me just listening to you, I feel like so drained. I feel so exhausted. And she was like, do you write what you're doing down? I said, no. <laughs> and I, I told her that I was letting people down because I was double, triple booking myself like for social events. I mean, I had my day packed from the minute that I woke up uh, for, for work. And then the minute that I went to bed for like extracurricular activities, I was really serving everybody else really except myself. And she uh -huh. gave me my first homework assignment, which was 
to buy a paper planner and write down everything that I was doing so I could literally visually see what was on my plate. And then she really challenged me gently, super gently to do three things that I now coach uh, women on, which is to eat, sleep, and move. And once Mm. I started really, really like seeing what was on my plate, I just, I realized that I wasn't living for myself. There was no room for Renee to show up in the world. And Uh so from there, I finished my yoga teacher training and my mission became uh, to just really heal myself so that I could show up for other people because that's where I got the most joy. So I knew that I could do something really impactful in the world by serving others. But as you said, Natalie, there's just no way to do it unless I'm really caring for my mind, body, soul, you know. Um, And then from there, it was an interesting journey to become a productivity coach. And I hope this is a really cool example. Nothing is linear at all. I have done everything from help people who dealt with schizophrenia and did home visits for them to I I was a recruiter for hardware and software engineers and I was a partner in a firm. Um, I also delivered pizzas to pay off debt. (laughs) But then finally, I know such a great thing to do. And then finally, I had a yoga teacher, my mentor, believe in me. And she's like, Renee, I've noticed that you're really good with time management now. And I think you should teach other yoga teachers how to do this. And then my productivity business was born from there. And that was back in 2020. Wow. I There's so many things that you just talked about that I find so interesting. So let me see where I want to start. But, you know, I appreciate you sharing your story of what was happening in a relationship at the time, because I also went through something very similar um, in my situation, thankfully, uh, my marriage was restored, but for the time that it wasn't, you know, when you're in this kind of place of depression and you really, you lose track of yourself, you, you don't even know who you are anymore. And you're like, how did I get here? Like, how did I get here? And because you were just busy, you were going through the motions, you were running on that hamster wheel of life. And then you really just get to a, it's a, it's like a low, low. And you're just like, what has this all been for? And so I'm so glad that, you know, you were able to come out of that dark space and just really decide, like, I want better. And just the power of having someone in your life, a mentor, a coach, a teacher who can encourage you and say, listen, you can get out of this. You've got to stop. You've got to pay attention to what's going on in your life because it's only from assessing where you're at right now can you then figure out okay i want to make the next step i want to get out of this and i want to move forward and something else that you talked about that i really enjoyed is that life is not linear and i think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and and i'm also a teacher so you know we we teach kids from kindergarten we're like okay you're going to grade one you're going to grade two you're going to middle school you're going to high school you're going to college or university and so what happens is and that is that is the school path that is school is linear so that is the path Uh, We do not go backwards at school or very rarely. So that is the path. But it's not a good analogy for life because in life, we don't just go from one level to the next level, always in a straight path, progressing forward, regardless of our grades or regardless of our our achievements. Life really does a lot of circles. It does a lot of spirals. And sometimes you go just completely different paths you might not have expected, And I think sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. But who, who's determining that, right? Like who's determining what you're, everything is just like, um, we talk about transferable skills. I also believe in transferable experiences and you just never know how this one experience is going to help you in the next one, how something you learned, the lesson you learned in this place is going to help you 
for something else that's in the future that you are completely unaware of at the time. So I think it's open, like, you know, like even if being a pizza delivery person, like that's a part of your story. And I'm sure there's, there's some point of it. Like, I'm sure you have some interesting stories about some people that <laughs> you had to deliver pizzas for, right? Like it's all a part of our story though. And I think that there's, there's no shame in any part of it. Um, it's, it's all a part of however we get to where we are now and it's all going to help us to get to where we're going. So thank you for sharing um, a little bit more about you with us and with the listeners. And so, you know, you talk about this productivity and then now how you've realized you have these kind of time hacks. And when we think about time, um, you know, time is finite. It's not for every, like it doesn't go on and on. We only have 24 hours in the day, no matter how, how much we want more time. We all want more time, but we can't get more time. And so on this show, we're really talking a lot about mental wellness and mindset. And I want to know from your perspective, and you shared earlier that you really enjoy helping women break through those limiting beliefs. So what are some of those key mindset beliefs and approaches that can actually help individuals to maximize their productivity? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first of all, to me, time is this like person-made construct. Like we're, we're the only ones who have like, place this construct together, you know, of course, I, I love the moon. I'm such a, like a spiritual person. Um, however, you know, the, the fact that we place so much pressure on ourselves when it comes to time is just so fascinating to me. So I, I love the idea of like healing our relationship with time, like really asking yourself, what does time mean to me? You know, and, you know, was I brought up in this place of like lack, you know, um, I know I personally experienced that from a lot of people in my life. There's not enough time. There's not enough this. There's not enough that, which we'll talk about some of those things later on. So I, I just realized, just, just like you, Natalie, and I love that we share this in common, that the number one big game changer in shifting our perception with time is just putting our self-care first. Like, I love asking myself every day you know, how do I want to feel today? Like, what is it that I, I want to accomplish? What will make me feel incredible? And like, I, I just had an amazing day, you know, because we can always shift our perspective and we have control of that. We don't have control of AKA time, but we can take care of ourselves and we can really show up for ourselves in this really beautiful way, which hence is just that building block for showing up for others and, and serving in our community. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that you identified that people are operating from a space of lack, like there's not enough time. And it's so true. You know, I was thinking about that even this morning, actually, this, how do I want to feel and thinking about, I was actually a bit frustrated, to be honest, because I'm like, you know, a lot of people are talking about they don't have time for themselves. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not coming from nowhere. Like you've got to create the time, but the time is there. It's just about how you organize it. Like mm -hmm. it, that's what it comes down to. It just, and you know, I, I just, this like a little personal irritance is of excuses. And I'm like, my friends, my friends, we all have the same 24 hours. We just all do. And that's what I love about time. It's just, it's an equalizer. It doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, you're this um, religion, you're this faith, you're this background. It's the time is the same for all of us. And so it's, what are you going to choose to do with your time? And I think we really have to operate from a place of empowerment and understanding like, no, like time belongs to us. We need to be empowered to make strategic choices in how we're going to use our time. And of course, some of the time is going to have to go to work. Some of the time yeah. has to go to sleep. Some of the time <laughs> does get occupied in different spaces, but we can always find ways to navigate and work with time 
to make it serve us and to make it work for us. We are not just, you know, time is not the creator. Um, so I think we just have to feel more empowered um, and, and really come from a place of abundance and realizing there is enough time to take care of ourselves because we are important and we value, and if you value yourself and you recognize yourself worth, then it's easier to make the time to honor yourself, to care for yourself, to manage yes. your own wellness and well-being. Yes. And you hit the nail on the head. It's, we're so, <laughs> this is so serendipitous. Um, I have a quote that I say to everybody in every one of my masterclasses, workshops, and my workbooks, and it's don't make time, choose time, choose you. Just simple as that. Just choosing. I you love it. Day every day. I love that. And, uh, you know, I saw on your uh, Instagram, you had done a post about time budgeting. And yeah. I want you to explain to the listeners, if you can, what does that mean? And how can individuals apply this concept to make the most of their day when choosing time? Um, so my favorite time management technique is called time blocking. It is one way to budget time. And Time blocking means just just kind of that. It's just like you're chunking your time together. Elon Musk does it in 15 minute increments. And, you know, he is brilliant and he's also, you know, of the masculine. And so he thinks a different way while us women, like our lives are so integrated. And long ago, I learned this, that like for women, it's actually counterintuitive to compartmentalize, you know, like sure, like we need to take a step back and like think about things, but our home life is not separate from our work life. You know, our spiritual life is not separate from our money and so on and so forth. Right. So mm -hmm. the way that I've come up with time blocking that works so, so well for my clients is instead of these 15 minute, like super tight, rigid, like, you know, time blocks that people come to me and they're like, Renee, it just doesn't work. How does it work for you? It works because I create larger time blocks. So I highly recommend two to four hours. And the reason that I recommend that is because it allows for distractions, right? So, so often we beat ourselves up because, you know, we get an email or we get a phone call or something's going on with our kid or, you know, like my um, mother-in-law lives like right behind our backyard and something's come up with her. So it's so important to like embrace life rather than to pretend that these things in our lives don't exist. And I found uh -huh. that having that more time in that capacity, we're able to get more things done in this like kinder, gentler way. Um, and then the other tip that I have is to gently work towards your ideal schedule. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've worked with that are always like, I can't do that until I retire. I can't do that until the kids are out of high school. I can't do, you know, there's all these like restrictions that somehow we've placed on ourselves, like probably from other people's stories, but there are little things that we can do to work into our lives. And I've, I've made moves to do that in my own life to like test out the theory. And it's so cool. Like I work remotely. I walk in the morning. I walk at night. I, I make sure that I'm eating during the day, like really nice, wholesome meals. And, um, and so I'm just taking these baby steps. So like, how can I embrace the life and create it so that it's something that I can do, you know, within, within reason, within the resources I have. But it is possible yeah. to keep working towards your ideal schedule. And then um, if you are a business owner, and actually I like to think of people, even in the corporate world, or if you're a full-time mom, as the CEO of your life, like how do you want to design your life? And how do you want to run your life like a business, right? It's kind of like cool to like switch that thinking, but it brings it back to that uh, empowerment, Natalie, like you were speaking of. Like if you think of like your life, like your children are like a business or, you know, just showing up in your life as a business, what like 
choices would you make to run your company like as joyously and as efficiently as you want to, to make your life happy and successful? Is that helpful? Yes. So uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to sit and listen to you all day because I agree with so much of what you're saying. And at the same time, you're making me think of new things too, because time blocking is something that I learned uh, last year and it has changed my life. It actually, was it last year? Maybe it doesn't matter. I learned time blocking and it has helped me become more efficient. And I wouldn't say I am the past at it, but I have made progress. And for me, that's what I care about. I It's progress over perfection. How are you starting to improve your life? How are you starting to be more efficient? How are you starting to um, manage your life in a way that's more enjoyable for you? And um, I know for myself, those two hours, that's, that's how I time block is in two hour increments. And I find that that is way more productive. 15 minutes is not even enough for me to like, remember what it is I'm supposed to be doing at that moment. <laughs> It yeah. takes a, me a bit of time to get into the flow. And I think it's really important for people to kind of know how they work and what what's best suited for them. Because what works for one person is not going to work necessarily for the next person. But mm -hmm. I think, and, and as you said, women, and I never really thought about it this way. And it makes more sense now, now that I have my son, because, you know, he's he's almost two. And my life has changed so much since having him. And I'm 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 like doing something and then I somehow, somehow I'm either thinking about him or have to do something for him. And so I keep getting pulled away. So I like what you're talking about, about if we have longer time blocks, then it allows for these disruptions and uh, interruptions that are just going to happen naturally. Or like, you know, my dad will call me and ask me to help him with something and all of these things. And so instead of getting to a place of frustration where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done. If you've given yourself even more time, you're like, okay, it's okay. I can still be gracious with those around me and I can still serve and balance those responsibilities while still meeting my other needs. So like, I think that that is such a great tip. And, you know, a lot of people have done multitasking and I used to be the queen <laughs> of multitasking, like the queen. And, um, until I wasn't, until I was doing multitasking, but the efficiency was dropping, right? So sometimes sometimes we're proud of ourselves for multitasking and then it's like, wait a second, we're not doing the, we're doing a lot of things, but are we doing them as effectively, efficiently and productively as we could be? That's, that's the other measure we have to take into account. So yes. studies actually suggest that multitasking can reduce um, overall productivity and efficiency. So what is advice you can give to people who struggle in this area? Yeah, I have I have a funny story for you, Natalie. Um, <laughs> I loved this question because <laughs> I, I had forgotten about this. But a long time ago, I had an ex-boyfriend who was upset with me. And he said that I'm a tasker. He's like, you're not a multitasker. You're a tasker, Renee. And I thought about it because he was like upset with me. And then I turned to him and I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I've untangled myself. So let's rejoice in us all like turning into taskers, right? Yes. And um <laughs> so um so yeah I'm I'm totally on on part with you there that multitasking is is counterproductive it's so funny like these things that we're taught even in school you know it's like you got to be a multitasker to be successful oh my gosh that is like recipe for burnout like immediately um and actually like there's so there's so much um you know research that supports that 
focus like is means like on one thing and also it, it ties into batching which you know I, I know that we all hear about that um not the kind with the cookies which I love chocolate chip cookies everybody but the kind do it you know if batching means like doing more than one task but they're similar so that way your brain is able to catch on when you have too many things that are so drastically different from one another that you're trying to do in a short period of time your brain like needs time to like pivot and then you get mad at yourself and this like whole like cycle happens. So um, some things that have helped me to be a better tasker <laughs> is to, I, I, y'all, this is so, um, I'm from Texas. So I say y'all sometimes, um, I don't have any notifications on my phone. I turn them all off. I, I cannot deal. And I have my own time box where I'll check my emails, you know, and I'll, I'll see, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I should check my text messages. But um, it took me a while to get there. It took me like kind of some stages, but no notifications has been really incredible. Um, and you get to trust yourself more. You get to trust that you'll check your email and check your messages and check um, Instagram, you know. Um, and then we talked about, you know, that space to allow for distractions. That way you can turn your attention and focus on that one thing. And my, my number one suggestion for learning how to be the ultimate tasker is to really hone your skills and or try, because I know this can be uncomfortable, but to, to meditate or, or uh, sit in prayer, right? Um, just something where you can calm yourself down, calm your nervous system down and focus on, on one thing, whether that's your communication with God, goddess universe, or, you know, on your breath and, honing in that skill will just help you to be that much more productive, which is so rad. And I meditate every day. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's a really good suggestion. And you know, it's funny because for me at first I wasn't, I felt meditation was like very hippie-ish and I was like, oh, I'm not that person. There's too much going on in my brain. And I'm like, how am I going to stop? But, and I want to encourage people to push past the resistance and to just give it a try in a way that's going to work for you. Now, can I personally sit in an empty room and cross my legs and the fingers and everything? No, I can't. That's not for me. However, I started listening to guided meditations at first. And yes. that was helpful for me because I it was like it's just someone talking to me and I I I talk. That's I I'm a professional talker. So, you know, I was like listening and I was like, okay. And I'm sometimes I was like even having a conversation with, you know, this voice. But then over time, I was like, okay, now I can just listen. Now and then Oh, now they have some pauses in the meditation and then my brain would slow down and it wouldn't be thinking during that time. And, and so, you know, it's baby steps. And am I at the point where I can sit for a full, you know, five or 10 minutes in complete silence? No, I'm not there yet, but I can sit for like a minute or two. And so that's for me is, is growth. And so, okay. you know, I, again, you have to measure yourself against your own self. I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm not trying to be Renee. I'm not trying to be Sally. I can only be Natalie, but I can still make an improvement, right? Like Natalie can still be better. Natalie can still learn and Natalie can still grow. So finding those moments of stillness. Uh, now one thing I find about meditation is like either, and, and, Sometimes the word meditation might throw some people off, but even if you're thinking of mindfulness or just stillness, like find a word that works for you. Because sometimes we get caught up in the word of or the specific activity name and we're like, it throws us off and we're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. But yeah. you're just finding a way to still your mind and to focus and to allow for space because our minds are crowded and we just need to empty 
and be still, and then we can receive. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a, a really powerful tip. So Renee, the, the, you mentioned time blocking already as a really popular time management uh, technique. And there's also the Pomodoro technique that works for some people. But I'm curious to know, are there any other lesser known or maybe innovative techniques that you find particularly effective for certain types of individuals or tough? Yes. And I, I kept thinking about, you know, kind of like these techniques that are like almost part of the, the masculine, they can be sort of rigid. But then I was thinking about, okay, what, what do I personally love that really helps me to think about showing up and, and managing myself, managing my life in the way that's most helpful. And so I've, I've realized that there are three areas to budget. And so of course we've talked about time. That one's like interesting. People are just coming around to the concept of like, oh, wow, I, I need to budget my time because it's like a bank and I only get like 24 bucks a day. Like, how am I going to spend no. my time? And we know, you know, budgeting money, although, you know, for most of us, including me, our parents never taught us to budget money. So, um, you know, we're on that journey to like heal, like our relationship with money. And the other one that's, I think, so, so impactful is learning how to budget your energy. And I think that mm. one is the big thing that's getting missed. And, and what I mean by energy is in all faucets of your life, like how does your body feel today? How does your mind feel today? Uh, how is your, how are your emotions? You know, what's, how's your spirituality level? Like how connected are you feeling to yourself and your higher power? You know, and I'm using all these terms loosely because I, I'm pretty loose myself, but um, so coming, coming back home to yourself and really like tapping in each day, like, okay, how's my money? How's my time? How's my energy? And what do I need to do to refill those buckets today so that I can be the most successful, you know, that, that I want to be. And it's, and it's a daily activity to like really get to know all of these three areas. But for me, just channeling the energy has been the huge, the biggest game changer as a woman. No, I love that. And I think I, I just love that. And, you know, when you think about our energy and, and you talk about the masculine and the feminine, and I think I've talked about this on the show yet. So I'm glad that you kind of brought this up because it's something I've been learning more about. And, you know, we all have masculine and feminine within us. So women have both masculine and feminine um, traits or characteristics within them. And men have both masculine and feminine traits or characteristics within them. And Ideally, you're looking to pull from both, but just at different times of life. Exactly. And, yep. um, you know, the feminine might be maybe more nurturing and um, maybe more intentional in terms of the actions. And then the masculine is a little bit more aggressive and assertive and just kind of pursuing things at a certain level. But again, don't, it's not about uh, a gender. It's, it's, it's just mm -hmm. about the traits that all of us have and what do you tap into at different points in time. And so when we think about our energy and just even talking about the daily need to take care of ourselves. And so, you know, uh, actually something I'm going to be doing on my Instagram is just trying to document the things that I do for my self-care on a, on a weekly basis that just fill my cup and that meet my wellness needs. Because I think sometimes we have limited ways of thinking about what does it look like to engage in self-care? If I didn't get to a massage this week, does that mean I didn't get to engage in self-care? No, because your self-care might've just been lying down for five minutes and just taking time for yourself or turning off your phone. Like, I love that you have notifications off. I 
it's kind of a problem, but I had notifications <laughs> off for like everything. And then I would go on Instagram and be like, oh my gosh, there's all these messages here. Like, whoops, I guess I should respond. <laughs> so now from the business perspective, I need to sometimes turn them back on. But I was a person who felt very happy to not be, I don't want to be attached to my phone and attached to other people's timelines and expectations of me for mm -hmm. when I should respond to things. Like if you look at my WhatsApp, you'll see messages that have been unread for a long time because I'm going to choose to engage when I'm ready. And I think even just choosing, like, you know, we can't be on for other people. Like we have to be in control of our time and choose how we're going to use it. And mm -hmm. if you feel like, you know, I should use my time to spend with my family or to spend with myself instead of writing to people or checking out how other people are living their lives on social media, you know, you've got to do what works for you. And that, and that's not my job. It's not your job to tell anybody how to live their life. They've got, they've got to figure it out for themselves because at the end of the day, like my fit, one of my most favorite quotes is to thine own self be true. And so you've got to know who you are and just, and just live from a place of authenticity for your own self. Yes. And, and that all ties back to something that I haven't brought up yet, which I always talk about are our boundaries, right? Mm. So once we get to know these three buckets um, and utilizing time blocking, right? Or any time management skill, we're learning and honing in on our ability for, for boundaries to not only honor other people's boundaries, but to create our own and to feel like super confident, you know, and saying, yes, I have time for that. No, I don't. Yes, I have energy for that. No, I don't. Yes, I have money for that. No, I don't, you know. Yes. Um, but but that boundary is like around like ourselves, you know, what what will we do and what will we not do and what do we feel comfortable with? I think it's such, such a cool, cool journey and cool thing to like really hone in on. Definitely. I just did an episode on boundaries the other day and Actually, I think it was last week, but, and that's what it's about though, is leading from a place of empowerment to know and, and confidence, right? Because the thing is boundaries don't work if you don't feel confident to carry them out. And if you exactly. do not value yourself to recognize why you're establishing these boundaries in the first yeah. place. So it, it all comes together. And um, yeah, I think I, I, I really like this though, money, time, energy. I'm, I'm going to, easy to remember. So folks write that one down. And uh, Renee, so people um, in this, in this world, and we're, you know, and it's a perfect segue because we're talking about social media. We're talking about distractions. How can, you know, social media is a part of most people's lives these days. And so yeah. is digital devices and, and whatever. So how can individuals develop a healthy relationship with technology that can actually enhance their productivity? Thank you, Natalie. That is a really great question. And it's so interesting, like uh, how we have this relationship with technology now It's just infused in our lives. And, you know, we're getting to know AI so much more. It's been around for so long, but now it's like kind of this big push and we're figuring out, okay, what does that mean? What are the pros and cons? Right. But no matter what kind of technology you're using, including like going down the AI path or, you know, having your social media account, like Instagram, you know, and your, your reels always, know that again coming back to that sense of empowerment find a meaning and purpose like how is this helpful how does this how is this conducive to your life is this providing you with more energy or is it draining it you know because there might be some moments where you're like oh look at this like funny like cute like dog reel you know I love dogs 
Um, but at other moments, you might find a reel that like creates fear and panic in your soul. So like kind of really knowing like what's serving you, what's the purpose. And if you are an entrepreneur, you're shifting into that kind of business, setting goals around it, right? It still leads and ties into that sense of like, how is this serving me? But setting those goals. So it's like, okay, like I know that I'm showing up on Instagram and LinkedIn and TikTok and whatever, because I want to X, right? And then that way it becomes like part of your journey instead of something that you like end up presenting, right? And then you can like really, uh, you know, frame your time around all of your, your goals and that sense of why, that deeper sense of why is what I call it. Yeah, I think it's just, it's kind of like operating from a place of, I choose to do this instead of mm -hmm. I have to do this, yes. right? And being intentional about what your usage is going to be, specifically if you're a business owner. Um, I think as a lot of times, I think you start creating content and you want to get out there and you're trying to reach people and you start to feel like, oh, I have to post today or I should post today. But then this starts to to drain you and then you start to be like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And then your <laughs> energy around the content changes anyways right yeah so if you come from a place of i choose to do this just as you said i choose to do this because i'm growing my reach or because i want to find new clients or because i want to get this message out there then you're leading from a place of power and purpose and then you can feel that energy come forth in in your work and how you're showing up even on social media so that's a really good tip and yeah. so thank you thank you for nay and uh so finally renee i want to know as a productivity coach what tips do you have for our listeners to start improving their time management and productivity today? My tips are time blocking, <laughs> which I know and love, but beyond that, number one, number one is always, always putting your self-care first. I, I love the idea of having a two to three hour time block for just self-care, you know, praying, listening to fun music, all, all those good things. Um, journaling, I think is super, super critical um, to kind of really heal your relationship with time and figure out like your goals and, and what you're working towards. So for me, like productivity ties so deeply into goals and, and how you really want to live your life. Um, this one is kind of interesting. Like as you go through every moment in your day and figuring out how to spend your time, like really listen to your intuition or, or God, goddess universe, like listen to yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, give yourself permission to what I call gracefully pivot. You know, like you can, you are, you know, the controller of your schedule. You can switch anything that you want to around. There's no shame in, in living your life for you and, you know, doing what you need to do to show up and be your best. And, and this one's really huge that, you know, we, we've been taught that like, we should resist change but I think our, our purpose, especially when it comes to productivity is embracing change. Um, not only because that's kind of the nature of, of our lives, but more so that that's where we can celebrate our internal growth. We can grow as a human being, grow as a mom, grow as a, a partner, grow as a, a, a child of a, an, an older parent, you know, and grow in all these ways if we release this attachment to like everything has to stay the same. Yeah, I think that's such a great way to end is just embracing change and change can be uncomfortable. But if we anticipate it from the beginning, and we say, you know what, this is the plan that I've made. But it's okay if it changes, I give myself grace to respond in the moment based on how I feel based on 
um, what the energy is like, because at the end of the day, like we're not machines and we don't have to force ourselves to stay in these specific boxes or these specific lines on the calendar that we've arranged for ourselves. Again, that empowerment to say, well, we are the we are the ones in control of our time. If we have to arrange something, if something just doesn't get done today, it's okay. Yep. Tomorrow's a new day. We can come to it again. Because if in that moment you felt that what you really needed to do was spend time with someone who was important to you or spend time with yourself or, you know, again, it comes back to what do you need in that moment? That's so much a part of self-care is what do you need in that moment and honoring those needs, right? So there's no point in saying like, oh, I'm really craving connection and just spending time with loved ones. And then you don't honor it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like yes. a point of self-care, you have to, it's the awareness, but then it's the action that comes with it. And if you feel like, okay, maybe I can't do a three hour block, but I can give a good 10 minutes to myself right now. And if 10, 10 minutes is what you've got, it's what you've got. You've got to work with what you've got. Sometimes some days we can't be as flexible as we want to be. And that, and that's life. Some days are going to be a little bit tighter than others, especially um, if you are not working a kind of job where you can kind of control your schedule so much, but right. no job takes over for 24 hours of the day. There's no one solo responsibility that is in full operation all 24 hours of the day. So at some point, there can be a little bit of wiggle room, even if it's in the car, right? Like you're going, like I have those days. I have those days where you're just going from one to two to three to four to five mm -hmm. a little Gap. Sometimes it's just finding that little gap and it's like, okay, in the car, as I'm driving from thing one to thing two, I can take some time to just either relax and just do some deep breathing or listen to some good music or call a friend on the phone or just look at nature as I'm driving by, right? So what, what can you do for yourself in the, those gaps that you can still be meeting and honoring your needs yes. um, is, is really powerful. And Renee, this has been just such an amazing conversation. Um, I just want you to tell the people, how can they find you and learn more about what you offer? Yes. Come hang out with me, everybody. I am on Instagram and my handle is the productive WP, so the productive wellness perm. And I just made a, a, a LinkedIn page. So I would love for you to come hang out on there. <laughs> it's uh, going to get up and running in a couple of weeks. And I should have some good, uh, fun goodies to share with you on there. And then if you are interested to learn more about the softer side of time blocking to really put yourself care first, learn how to really put boundaries around your, your time and heal your relationship with time, then I would love for you to come to my website. It's www.renee-claire.com. And I have a free time blocking guide on there with a little like welcome video. So you can see what I look like, you know, <laughs> totally free. And then you'll like be part of my Clarity Club newsletter. And I share tips on productivity in a heartfelt way every week. I love that. I love the heart. But I think leaning into softer ways to manage our time, I think that that's really powerful. And I think always keeping your self-care at front and center in the activities you do as you go throughout life is really what's going to allow you to lead from a full cup. So on that note, thank you, Renee, for being on the show. And to the listeners, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your community from a full cup.